Welcome to the worst week yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we take a look at the ever-growing media landscape filled with grifters, liars, idiots, and evildoers, and we say, you know what this needs? A little more stupid. I'm your host, Andrew Hillary, and I am joined once again by my longtime friend, sometimes co-host, Deanna Mackey. Deanna, what's up, buddy? Everybody's uh, favorite lady husband, here to report on the week. (laughs) Happy to be here. Listeners, if you know what a lady husband is, don't tell me. I don't want to (laughs) know. Don't write in about this one, please. Listeners, if you don't know what a lady husband is and you do want to (laughs) know, at me on Twitter, DDDDeanna. And also make sure that you, uh, you tag Andrew so that he can find out once and for all. I will be muting all threads. Now, in our third seat, we are joined by one of the MVPs of the WWW. Wait, WWY. Uh, Gravy, edit that in where I said that correctly. What? We... <laughs> Worst weekend MVP returning once again, trying to keep their hands on that belt. Please welcome Kennedy Cooper. What's up, Kennedy? Uh, hey, you were supposed to have cheering. There was supposed to be a. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's. <laughs> you promised. It was in the contract. It's in the contract you have for this a contract? episode. Contract? I'm leaving. <laughs> I come here every fucking week. I got offered. A, 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 mid, a mid-range do some two-digit sum of money one time four weeks ago. I was like, and you get the contract. I told Dan, I was like, we'll split the Patreon 60-40 because, like, you know, I do all the editing and stuff. And she's like, How much is that? And I was like, $53. And she was like, I think you should just keep it. <laughs> Which, you know, fair. It's technically my only income right now. Wait, no. I got I got I got pots on the fire. If IRS guy, if you're listening, no I don't. So Kennedy, how's how's it been? How how you been doing out there? Uh I'm okay. Uh, I've been playing this really like violent video game full of like bizarre Catholic imagery and it's like having a nightmare about my grandma's living room and I'm really into it. I was gonna say like is this my life? Is this, like, <laughs> is this an NC-17 movie about my upbringing? <laughs> it really feels like that for me, yeah. <laughs> what is, uh, what's the game called? It's called Blasphemous. Oh, Ooh. no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just like all this like weird off-brand Catholic imagery, and it's all very like grim and also very mysterious and largely unexplained, which is fine. Cause it's you know what it is. You so feel it's guilt. basically, uh, what's that <laughs> movie Tom Hanks was in? What? <laughs> With the, the Dan Brown novel? The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> it's the Da Vinci Code, the game. Let's no, just, no, <laughs> nothing, no, no. no. <laughs> Wait, say three things that you know about being Catholic. Mm, circumcision. No, that's <laughs> no wrong. <laughs> Communion. Okay. Not sure what it is, but I know that's a thing. Uh, okay. The Pope has good hats, or they're big. I don't know if, if you know, it depends what part of the country you're living in. in I'm Texas, only giving you a half point yeah, for that no, one. No, you just you said you were like, oh, Catholics. I'm just gonna mention <laughs> the Pope. That's good. Um, uh, painting on walls. They do they do cave paintings inside of buildings. <laughs> A quarter no. of a point, I think, for quarter that one. Of a point. 
All right. So, so you're at like you're at like one and you're at like one and three quarters of a point. I think our resident authority on Catholicism. Um, Why are we talking? About this? Oh, 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 I know. blasphemous, right? Albino yeah. people. What? This is what albino I've been doing people. the last couple I've days. Don't the keep code. repeating albino people. I heard you. I meant what, as in why, as in why are you saying that? Uh, because they're part of the Da Vinci Code, which it means they're part of Catholicism. Also, vampires, um, not werewolves. Werewolves are secular. We all know this. Uh, Frankenstein's monster was Catholic, not the Doctor Frankenstein, but the monster was Catholic. Um, pizza rolls—they're Italian. Uh, okay, no, wait. <laughs> how did we switch from Catholic to Italian? What are you they're doing here? They're one in the same. No, Diana, they are no. one in the same. Okay, I, there I have so been to many. Italy. There's so so the fuck have I? <laughs> Guess what kind of churches they have there. You've been oh, to Italy and you don't even multiple? know what communion is? How do you, yeah, also. How'd you fuck that one up? Also, you've been to Poland and you know there are Catholics there too. Yeah, it's, they moved there from Italy. <laughs> that's, that's why you can get spaghetti in Warsaw, Deanna. Come on. Gravy, get me a new podcast. <laughs> I've been all around the world, and they have. Anna and I are starting a new podcast about Catholic trauma. Okay, (laughs) it's going to be great. Is it called the Worst Priest Yet? Oh no! There's that crowd. Okay, (laughs) it's late. You got to earn the crowd. You got to earn their adoration. The crowd is late. No, I've earned it by being here again and again. Also, by being a timeless guest that never gets old. (laughs) He is the Catholic vampire. Just a a timeless guest that never gets old. Also, why how'd you how are you gonna be over there crowd cheering your own bad joke? Look, if I don't hit the button where people applaud, nobody's going to actually like it. It's called manufacturing. Con- uh, c- do consent? not say manufacturing consent. Look, I, it, I do it, not. It felt weird when it was coming out of my mouth. I'm gonna be much, <laughs> for as much as you don't want to know about a lady husband, I want to know even less about manufacturing consent. There's a there's a word for that. It's called coercion or lying. Mm, and the U.S. government does both. That's right. We're here to talk about stuff that happens in the world. Also, I'm just warning you now. The next time I come, I, all of my sound goes through a mixer before it goes to the computer. And Uh-oh. I have I have a sampler. Ooh, Kennedy's about, to tell us, Kennedy's about to tell us about how to push his buttons. I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to show up next time, and I'll be putting sound effects in the show. You won't know what to do. You know what I'm going to do next time? I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. That's right. Is that Catholic? <laughs> I don't know. That, we, that is Catholicism, can yeah. Can we stop talking about being Catholic? Also, Kennedy, I'm so sorry because I just used he, him pronouns, and I know that that is not right. I have wronged you, and I'm sorry. Thank you. It's good for you to make that um, make an amends there, Deanna. I, I do want to talk about, though, for just a brief moment, how... Um, the Da Vinci Code is basically just Catholic national treasure. Yeah. Is or that, is national I'm treasure, sorry, yeah. is national is treasure just a, the secular Da Vinci Code? Look, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking, both of them are fucking not in Egypt, the mummy. 
Damn. The mummy, the mummy is just an Egyptian Da Vinci Code. Both of them are just live action JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. This is all just Indiana so. Jones in the Temple of Doom. And speaking of Doom. But before we get to Doom, who do you think would win in a fight? Tom Hanks or Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage. Hmm. Nicholas okay. Cage, he, he would he would fight dirtier. Nicholas Cage, that dude, and he would do it in flip flop flip flops. That dude is a straight weirdo. Like, <laughs> there are very few people that I think are like actually weird, and I fully believe that Nicholas Cage is a weirdo. Fair, fair. I had to watch, or I did a podcast. I was a guest on a podcast where we were like ranking our favorite Nicolas Cage movies. And so I watched three fucking wild ass Nicolas Cage movies back to back to back. I watched Which ones? one of them was uh, this movie called The Trust, where him and Elijah Wood are like doing a heist and it's all like double crossing con men shit. Then the next one I watched was Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans, where he is like a drug riddled oh, psycho cop. Like it is the wild one of the wildest movies ever. And then the third movie I watched was The Family Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, see, that's what I'm like, The Family Man. That's one of the last movies that I remember Nicolas Cage being in that was like just like a just a fucking regular ass movie, not on that straight up weirdo shit. Yeah. Like did you have either of you seen that movie Mandy? Oh yeah. Straight up oh, weirdo yeah. shit. Mandy yeah. was mentioned on that podcast. Go subscribe to the Unpopular Opinion Patreon if you want to hear that. I watched this movie recently where Nicolas Cage like owns a motel and like there's like a uh, one room that he can like creep on and like watch them through the mirror. What? And I was just like, this just feels like something Nicolas Cage might do to me. <laughs> this I don't is know. A documentary. <laughs> That's actually, um, it's based on a true story. There was a, a hotel like that or a motel like that where like uh, the owner rigged cameras, I think into the vents. Oh, I remember seeing some like mm. some, not a documentary, but like a, fucking like true crime show yeah. before there was true crime shows true crime shows are but there was like this whole like you know what I don't care there was this like whole series of like scaffolding above the ceiling where he could like walk and look into each room while people were like doing whatever they're doing yeah this was kind of like that except it was like he goes like into like the maintenance area and then like crawls through this tunnel and then climbs up and he's like behind this mirror watching this room by the way, I can't even remember the name of this movie, even though I only watched it like three weeks ago, which is like I have a <laughs> really good memory. So that's like a really bad sign. Don't watch it. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking? I was thinking like, why doesn't anyone who like spies on people ever spy? Like, why you always got to be spying on somebody to do creepy shit? Like, why can't you ever be spying on somebody to do something nice? And then I realized I watched you sleep in your I watched you while you were in your hotel room and I figured out the perfect breakfast for you. <laughs> I thought you could really go for capicola cheddar cheese eggs and a tortilla. <laughs> Who couldn't? Who couldn't? Um yeah, but then I realized that like even if you were spying on somebody so that you could like just leave their preferred Starbucks outside their door every day, which is act objectively nice. Uh, <laughs> it's the, that, that makes the nice thing yeah. creepy. Like it, I realized that nice. the creepy part was the spying <laughs> and not, and not what you intended to do. There's, there's actually the a word. <laughs> there's actually a word for nice spying. It's called stalking. <laughs> 
It's called reconnaissance, no, and it's how I'm going to meet my wife. It's called voyeurism. <laughs> stalking is not no, but the I had, nice I had a stalker that like left nice gifts kind. in my house, and it was like, this is kind of endearing in a way but also what the fuck oh my god that's the process that i went through as i realized like that's the process that i went through as i realized that like spying on someone and learning everything there is to learn about them without them telling you any of it is the creepy part no matter what you do with the information the worst we get would like to issue a statement in regards to uh the opinions expressed on ethically (laughs) ethically nice stalking uh <laughs> fuck it we're for it so tune in next week for our segment on manufactured consent <laughs> jesus fucking christ and we're back to the catholics can you just tell us the goddamn news you know what i will tell you the news but first no <laughs> Nothing else. The Patreon. Thanks, patrons. It's the same six of you. G. Ryan Gaines, CIA Brainbugs, Tara. Who else? Chelsea Calderon. There she is. Patrick, leave me alone. Amanda Bucci, longtime friend. <laughs> Josh Troopin. Thank you. Go to patreon.com slash worstweekyet. Give us money to do the show. If we make enough money, it will not be so laughably small that Deanna won't even want any. Um, if you give $10 oh, a month, we say thank you. And that's what we just did. So, so thank uh, you very much. Patreon.com slash worst week yet. If you give that enough was... money, Andrew will make a belt and then I'll get it <laughs> by will, any means you, necessary. I don't know. You know what? I don't. I don't. If like... you give enough money, I'll fly both Kennedy and Deanna to our live show in Alaska and they can fight it out for the belt. Fight it out for the belt. Yes. Yeah, like, of... It's like four hundred and fifty dollars per ticket. So patrons, you got some work to do. Uh, we, I am 10% of the way there. Just slightly. <laughs> I am 11% of the way there, guys. I think it's a tax write-off if you fly two people to IRS Alaska. Guy. For, right IRS guy. IRS <laughs> guy. Yeah, you, been... want, you, you were looking for a way to, to report some financial losses. Here you go. <laughs> I still don't think I've turned a profit doing podcasting, but that's fine. Nobody ever should in the history of podcasting. So thank you again to our patrons, Deanna, Kennedy. Let's talk about the news. That was really chaotic and fun. Not, it was. Unlike the rest of the week, which was very <laughs> chaotic and unfun. Yeah. What's the Agree. opposite of fun? It's called Stalking. every week. Oh. <laughs> so this week we got a major announcement, uh, which I believe will may, may in fact lead to the downfall of, if not humanity, then at least Andrew Hillary. And that is, of course, the announcement of Mountain Dew Hard Baja Blast. I'm well, pretty hard, hard Baja Blast. They're make they're gonna be no. like, hey, you want you want some Baja is this Blast like a, with wait, booze this, in it? This is I was about to say this is like a Mike's Hard Lemonade exactly, Mountain yes. Dew. Yeah. So okay. So first of all, um, <laughs> this is this is not gonna last. I'm gonna warn everybody right <laughs> yeah, now. If, all the people that want to drink it will die. <laughs> if, yeah, this is gonna be a four loco situation. If you like that Mountain Dew Hard Baja Blast. Buy 700 cases of it <laughs> and put it in a storage facility because that shit's getting banned in three weeks. There will be no, 
There will be no good outcomes from Mountain Dew ba- yeah. Hard Baja Blast, it, uh, other I, than the fact that I'm going to have a pretty good time drinking one, I feel like. And that then, really shows the desperation gonna... of capitalism that we've come <laughs> this far. I think that you might have a good time drinking it, but like a bad time digesting it. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a margarita like three weeks ago and before I was halfway oh, is it done with it, Jen I was Saki hungover. said you should. I did actually have a margarita the weekend after Jen Saki said I should, and it wasn't even planned. Look at that. I'm a good American. You see you know I, what? IRS guy, go easy on me. I'm following Jen Saki's advice. A true patriot. <laughs> Yeah, so Mountain Dew Hard Baja Blast coming to a uh, sad alcoholic near you. No, but really, doesn't that seem like something so, that this... capitalism had too much dignity for 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, they, people in the, talk you know about what? in the 90s Actually, wouldn't stoop to that level. I don't want to give capitalism that much credit. I mean, I love to. It's I, not really credit because it's just performative is all I'm talking about. Oh, like, it's fair. not like. I feel like consumers had had too much self-respect for something like that 20 years ago. Like, And see, I'm in the third camp where I don't think we should give consumers or capitalism any credit. <laughs> just, I just want the Baja Blast, all right? I'm trying, to, I'm, try, I'm, trying to make, I'm trying to justify it. Like, look, it's not so bad. It's just... It's okay, <laughs> but here's what I want to know. I have questions. I've got answers. <laughs> about the hard Baja Blast. Now, is this going to be like one of those things where like Bacardi makes those like party drinks and you know that they're just like cocktail in a can? Yeah. Yeah. Is this, yeah. Or is it going to be like, are they trying to make like a malt Baja Blast or is this going to be like essentially a vodka Mountain Dew using whatever brand of vodka and Baja Blast? I'm not too sure. It says that it's- Also, if you've never drank vodka Mountain Dew- I don't know what to tell you about your upbringing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it sounds like it might be slightly competitive with hard seltzers, but for people who want sugar, more sugar, all the sugar back in. This is the hard seltzer for that one guy from Men in Black who was like, more sugar. This um, is. The- <laughs> I just want everybody to know that I unhinged my jowls to make that sound. Ew, not your. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> It is also, it's being Everyone, made by the same company that makes Truly. I'm here in person and I'm really upset. Uh, it's only 5% alcohol by volume, so I'm going to have to drink a lot of them. If you're one of the people that bought 70 cases, get in touch with me. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, this week, Disneyland Paris debuted a just an attack on everything that we know when they showed a picture of Minnie Mouse in a fucking pantsuit. Now I, 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 I canceled my Disney Channel subscription right on the spot. Uh, I burned down all of my uh, Disney movie D- DVDs. The fact that they put Minnie Mouse in a pantsuit—it might be the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of this podcast. I, I don't, I don't know if I've even recovered from reading this headline. I have an even better one for you. The green M&M and pantsuit Minnie Mouse are now in a demisexual lesbian relationship. You know, I have not been able to reach orgasm since they changed the green M&M. 
Oh no! It's yeah. over for me. Yeah. All of my life's yeah. sexual fantasies revolved around a green M M&M and M and go go boots. But now that Mitt Pantsuit Minnie Mouse is here and they can start producing lesbian content, they'll both be desirable to men again. <laughs> like two two individual women not presenting correct femininity, I'm not gonna, appealing to men, but two lesbians uh, always. I'm going to go ahead and say that they're in more of an asexual relationship. Like they are, you know, they are dating, but they don't fuck. And Damn. uh yeah, yeah, that that's pa- really that gonna suit, that's really gonna break the cis men brain. That I mean, pantsuit does not come off. I, it's it's also you know the fucking <laughs> the pantsuit stays on. <laughs> that's what Hillary says to Bill every night. <laughs> every night she goes. Bill's the, like, "Come on, baby, can we just cuddle tonight, please?" She locks the pantsuit stays on. <laughs> <She> lo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she locks herself in the bathroom and changes out of her like work pantsuit to her pajama pantsuit <laughs> and then like gets in bed. Her pajama pantsuit it still has a little American flag pin on it. <laughs> and it still has a bottle of hot sauce in the pocket. Uh- <laughs> That's for if Bill tries to get the pantsuit off. <laughs> Just douses them. <laughs> Touch me again and you're getting the sauce, asshole. <laughs> so uh, clearly we're not the only ones outraged over over the debut of Pantsuit Minnie Mouse. Wait till Tucker Carlson finds out the green M&M doesn't even have genitals. <laughs> what is under that candy shell? Uh, <laughs> nothing? Uh, so just, just literally chocolate, just a uniform... Mound of chocolate with nothing else. (laughs) Tucker Carlson is going to figure out how to do that, like, squid game thing with the pin and the outline to (laughs) carve a vulva into the 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 mound of chocolate. All I'm going to say about Tucker Carlson is that he definitely will mount in your hand. So we're not the only ones that are outraged over many mounts in your pantsuit. Candace Owens was quite upset as at seeing the new Minnie Mouse uh, debuted. Um, she said, this is a quote, they're trying to destroy the fabrics of our society. The fabric of our society is fucking cheap polyester bitch. Shut up. <laughs> it is flammable as a motherfucker and everything around us is on fire. <laughs> like, oh my God, Minnie Mouse is, is, is changing. Oh, what? Like, have you looked outside in the last 10 years or are you only online? I'm starting to be convinced that Cadence Owens like lives in a basement (laughs) and just fucking scrolls all day because her takes only make sense in the context of somebody who has never, ever talked to another person in real life. Hey, you know what? Uh, On behalf of people who don't, go outside, namely Andrew. <laughs> They're not all like that. Also, I, I'm one of the good hermits. I think we need to get to the real heart <laughs> of the, the problem. Even Andrew is aware of COVID. Which yeah, I think because I came over, because because I came over, over and told him about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coughed all over this him. microphone. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, no, but I, I just feel like if you're aware that COVID exists, 
then you just wouldn't care about Minnie Mouse. That's just how I feel. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're all ignoring the larger issue here, which is the, you know, the just unhalted feminization of American American men. Because if they hadn't turned Mickey Mouse into such a beta, then he just... <laughs> fucking started letting Minnie wear pantsuits, we wouldn't be in this situation. Disneyland Paris should just release a picture of Minnie, Mickey Mouse in a dress. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like that I feel like that would end Candace Owens. I feel like she well, wouldn't be able to recover from that. You know what we haven't even talked about yet is that the brown M&M is a girl boss now. <laughs> brown M&M's handling business. I bet you, you the brown M&M... About, you want to talk about men... Being emasculated in society. <laughs> the brown m Apparently, M&M. a woman is in charge of the M&Ms now. The brown mm. M&M. The pantsuit stays on. I feel like the brown M&M is the one that came up with this idea to put Minnie Mouse in a pantsuit. Also, fun fact, it was just like a special promotional picture that they're only using for like one one month for uh, Women's History Month or whatever. Like, this isn't a permanent change. She'll be back in a dress soon. Also, I'm <laughs> aggravated. Like... Why does every like like why does that need to be what they're doing to fucking honor women? Like our biggest accomplishment isn't that we can wear fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't it, the my the symbol of like the power of my womanhood is not pants. I just <laughs> if you're out there and you're listening and you're trying to dictate the symbols of like feminism and womanhood it's not fucking pants, okay? We need a Disney princess in like some leggings and uh, like a oversized jacket that doesn't look good on her. Mm. Are I you listening, Hollywood? Says, I think that that says a lot more about your type than it does about <laughs> symbols of femininity, but I don't... I, I I'm stressed. Also, I come over here wearing a leggings and a really large coat every week. I know, you should be a Disney princess. That's what oh. I'm saying. Me. Thank you. This is better Damn, than this you turned around really fast. Bed. I have whiplash. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on, actually. I have no idea what the fuck. But, like, a second ago, we were talking about Hillary Clinton dousing Bill with hot sauce if he tries to take off her American flag pinned pajama pantsuit. Candace Owens is Well, especially if he tries to remove the pin. I mean, my God. Candace Owens and fucking is locked in a basement somewhere. Minnie Mouse and a, and a piece of anthropomorphized candy are now fucking <laughs> lesbians who don't fuck. I don't know. We are too the brown M&M called up Minnie Mouse and said, try on a pantsuit. Trust me, it feels good. <laughs> We're drunk on a hard Baja blast and we don't know what the fuck is happening. Oh, that's what all those cans are. You see, audience, I can see them on the couch right now. They've just been accumulating yeah. all of these mysterious cans. <laughs> we are two That's stories right. in and we have completely lost the plot. I love it. We are stuck in the mustard and we can't catch up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. No. I like that one, Deanna. The, uh, <laughs> I was with the first sound effect. Oh. You know what, Kennedy? Just because you <laughs> want to win the belt for the best guest doesn't mean you have to beat me with it. <laughs> You know what, Kennedy? My mom is going to decide 
Because she texted me last week and said every week she listens to find out if the other guest is going to be funnier than me. Oh, okay. So I'm going to wait and see if my mom thinks you're funnier than me. And then I'm going to tell you that I'm clearly the winner because my mom thinks I'm the best. This seems unbiased and fair. No, she's totally legitimate. She has a fair and balanced scoring rubric. <laughs> so let's let's move on now. I saw, you know, we, we talked a little bit last week about uh, the fucking conflict with Russia and Ukraine. And this week I saw a tweet from somebody that was like, hey, like, you don't have to weigh in on everything. Like, you don't need to talk about Russia if you or about Ukraine if you don't know anything about Ukraine. So let's talk. I about know U- my rights. Let's, let's talk about Ukraine a little bit. <laughs> um, this week, the United States told citizens who are in Ukraine to leave immediately, and they put eighty five hundred troops on alert that they might get sent out to Eastern Europe in the coming days and weeks. Now. There was a statement from uh, Alexei Danilov, who is the leader of Ukraine's Security Council. Alexei? Oleksiy, with an O. Oh. It's Ukrainian. Uh, okay. I speak U- Ukrainese. Um, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ukritish. So this was... <laughs> I'm so fucking mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been like failed talks between Putin and Joe Biden, Putin and uh, the president of France, Macron. Macron. Um, everybody, there's all these like, we got to fix this diplomatically. And then they talk and they're like, we can't fix this diplomatically. Basically, Putin's biggest demand is like, leave us the fuck alone. Quit trying to like put troops near us. Like, just stay away from us. And the United States is like, we're not going to fall to any of the Kremlin's demands. I don't fucking know. It's all dumb. Like, it it really just seems like the only thing Putin really wants is for us not to have, like, guns pointed at him across the border. And we're like, well, that's a little ridiculous, don't you think? (laughs) But um, this week, Alexei Danilov, um, he stressed that everybody, I'm paraphrasing here, um, just needs to chill the fuck out. This was his actual quote. He said, when they start saying that tomorrow you're going to have war, just take into consideration the first thing we do not need in our country is panic. He's basically saying, like, everybody's talking about war. Like, we don't want that to happen here. Can you please all calm down? And I, you know what? I don't think that's his right. Um, <laughs> I think it... <laughs> I don't think it's right for somebody who lives in a sovereign country to try and say, hey, you two much bigger countries, please stop trying to go to war in us. Ew. I, ew. <laughs> I, Not the best phrase I, you I've know ever what? heard. Once again, on behalf of, of sovereign countries <laughs> and women who aren't represented by pants, please don't go to war in us. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, before I decide if I'm approaching this uh, issue seriously or cracking jokes, Deanna, how does your mom feel about international politics? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> um, mom, you don't have to take this from them, okay? <laughs> uh, I-, I think it's really interesting that some of the people online that are like, you know, you don't have to 
you don't have to have an opinion about the Ukraine or or things about the, of, of, of the situation in Ukraine or whatever. Some of those same people have opinions about everything. Yeah. And it's like very conveniently when it's like this white European nation, suddenly you have to prove that bar of education. Like, I actually know what I'm talking about. But like, if it's Bolivia again, then like everybody online will just say some shit. Here's the other thing about that. Is it those like have an opinion about everything people and then tell like and then a topic comes along and they're like, you know, you don't have to have an opinion about everything is them just admitting that they don't know enough about the topic to have an opinion, period. And so they're just going to admonish other people for their opinions. Well, I think the person who I was originally referencing was like somebody. Who oh, are like we vague li- booking about someone right now? No, I mean, it's a trend that I've seen, but there was one tweet specifically that I think it was like a guy who like lived in Ukraine or like like studied there or something like he he seemed to have like some attachment to the Ukraine. And that's that's the place he was coming from was like, uh, I'm actually kind of an expert in Ukraine. So like if you don't know anything about Ukraine, you can like maybe chill out on talking about it. Tell me he did not just I have a black friend the entire (laughs) Ukraine. I feel like he did. I feel like Fuck. he did. He's like, uh, some of my closest friends are Ukraine, uh, Ukrainians. I went to the Ukraine once. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did, that wouldn't make me the authority. That was the point in me saying it. <laughs> Remember earlier when you said that you had been to Italy and that justified what you knew about being Catholic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've also been to China, so I know more about it than most of the people that argue about it online. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah that's everybody... Right. Everybody who ever is like, you don't have to have an opinion about any- everything has tweeted like 500,000 times. <laughs> about Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's always like somebody, they're like, you know, you, you, can, you can just be quiet on some issues and like, you've never been quiet on any issue. The that's internet what is I'm just saying. for people to say shit. Fuck but it. that's what I'm saying. Those people are just, they're telling on themselves because they don't have anything to say about this issue. So their only opinion is that they wish that people would shut up about the issue. I yeah. like th- I like that version where it's like, guys, can we please stop talking about Ukraine? And it's just a guy that doesn't know where Ukraine is on a map. Like, come on, we don't need. Can we just like? <laughs> he's he's getting increasingly nervous. He has no idea. He's like, is it? I think it's near I think it's yeah. south of France. He's home. He's at home. He's like, <laughs> I have an opinion about everything. Everybody cares so much what I think. That's why I have to tell the internet what I think about everything. Everybody on the internet is talking about Ukraine. I don't have an opinion about Ukraine. The longer they talk about Ukraine, the longer it goes on, the more that people are going to expect me to say something because everyone cares what I think, but I don't have anything to say. And instead of using this time to learn about the Ukraine, I'm just going to fucking sit here and jerk my dick and drink Hard Baja Blast and play Xbox. Deanna, have you ever considered getting into a career in auctioneering? What the fuck was that? (laughs) It was so fucking fast. Yeah, you ever called line dancing? <laughs> also, like, final final point on the matter, uh, s- saying you don't have to have an opinion about everything is the wildest thing to say on Twitter, where it's like, literally nobody has ever said anything that needed to be said on Twitter. Not once. The, like, Twitter is just an opinion <laughs> machine. That's all it is. This is an Wait, I thought it was editorial. a fax machine. <laughs> There it is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) See, I thought that was better than the other. I'm I'm of opposite opinion today. You know what? I tell all kind of jokes for all kind of listeners. 
Do you- <laughs> I do a little something for everyone. All right, Deanna's mom, you're going to have to write in and tell us which joke was better. Uh, which joke deserved the green button more? I don't remember them, so you'll have to go back and listen. I also don't remember them. <laughs> oh, a fax machine. <laughs> So let's move on. This week, uh, the police in Nashville executed a man. This is great. Love to see the police doing what they uh, exist to do. The man's name was Landon Easton. Uh, He was having a mental health episode on the side of a highway. Now, there was like a dozen or so cops there for this one guy. He was carrying a box cutter. Most of the cops had already seen the box cutter and then he like put it back in his pocket or some shit. Um, He pulled it out again and suddenly nine police officers opened fire on him. They were at least 10 feet away from the guy. They knew it was just a box cutter and nine fucking cops just unloaded on this guy, including once he had fallen to the ground, Another uh, one of the cops shot him two extra times. Can you program fuck the police onto one of the buttons? I can. Thank uh, you. Not right now. Future Andrew, do that. Gravy, make sure he does it. Gravy ain't doing shit. Yeah, where is she? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. So, anyways, uh, fuck the police for real. Uh, there's video of this. It was horrifying. <laughs> I didn't realize what I was going to watch. It was just one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I mean, I guess I could have fucking used context clues, but I just saw the video of these like cops surrounding this guy. And once again, they were not in any fucking danger. If you want to be a police officer, you should be willing to risk tackling somebody that has a, some kind of fucking handheld weapon. Like maybe, maybe if they have a gun, maybe, but if they're holding something that could like possibly like, like a, like that, uh, guy who the cops killed in Target and killed a fucking 15-year-old girl. Like, you should just be willing to get stabbed if you tackle that guy. Like, that is that should be the number one requirement of being a police officer is being willing to get slightly injured so that you don't have to kill somebody. And, uh, yeah, no, they You're just fucking You're supposed to be the person down. that de-escalates. Like, that's the whole... that Like, that's the whole purpose of having someone bringing someone like that to intervene into a violent situation is that they would de-escalate it. Yeah. Like if you can't do that, then you're not helping. Yeah. Like the point is to keep people safe, I guess, but like you should keep that person safe too. He wasn't killing anybody. He wasn't trying to take anybody's life. He was just like having a fucking mental health episode and carrying something that like, a, a weapon that it would be very hard to kill someone with. Like, if you tackled somebody holding a box cutter, you probably would not be harmed at all. You might like, scrape I, your knee or something. I couldn't even kill myself with a box cutter. I was waiting for a trust me, I've tried. <laughs> I was just... It was going to get dark. The jokes write themselves. I... <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so, I don't know. Fuck the police. Uh, but we do have a good... Yeah. We do have a good story. In New York, a couple cops were murdered. So, you know, it bounces out. Now, I do... The only reason I wanted to talk about this, there was, like, a lot of footage going around. There was this massive funeral for this 21-year-old cop uh, that was killed in the line of duty, not by COVID, surprisingly. There oh, were, that funeral. There were thousands of police officers in the street, which I learned, fun fact, the NYPD is the 65th largest army in the world, technically. Yep. Or if mm-hmm. you count them as an army or whatever. So that's Which you fun. should. If you count them as an army or whatever. An you shouldn't just force. count. Yeah. Occupying yeah, force, enough. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't just count them as an army, but as an occupying force. 
Now, the reason that I want... I mean, fuck the police. I, there's the, 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 the spectacle of, like, having these thousands of... Uh, officers in their fucking formal attire out in the street. I don't fucking know. It's first of all, super spreader, no masks. They were, <laughs> I saw a video of the, the police all hopped on the subway and they were all like going through and not paying their fares, which of course, you know, the thing that they harass people for and beat up fucking teenagers and homeless people, they're just doing it too. Gotta love it. Um, I've never met a cop that was a super spreader. What? <laughs> What? Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I wanted to bring this up specifically. It was a bad sex related joke. And I delivered I it. I get it now, kind of, but also. I delivered it like I was Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> So the the reason that I really wanted to talk about this is because uh, during this cop's eulogy, his wife gave his eulogy, or his widow, I guess you should say, uh, gave his eulogy where she says that the morning... His lady that, husband of the dead. His la- lady, lady husband of the dead, a new film by George A. Romero. Uh, his, his widow said that that morning before he was shot or killed, I don't know how he died. The morning before he died, uh, they got into a big argument that was so bad mm. that she she had to take an Uber home instead of getting in his car for him to drive her home. So um, I think it's safe to say that, you know, considering his line of work might have been a might have been a bit of a bit of abuse going on there. I don't know. I don't like I don't like cops. And uh, frankly, the only good cop is, well, you know, one that's no longer here. A fallen hero. A fallen hero. Oh no! <laughs> this cop did the most heroic this got thing. So awkward. I didn't. We're being more awkward than ever. Mm. Listeners at home will have the no idea why. The most awkward week yet. <laughs> the most <laughs> week yet. <laughs> you could have just said cringe, and the fact that you made that noise instead is <laughs> 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 fucking of just evidence to the case. So, I don't know. Uh, rest in piss, you fucking scumbag. Not rest in piss. <laughs> uh, it sounds like the wife killed him. <laughs> she wanted him dead. I think way. someone should investigate that. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Let that, leave that woman. She's going to put on his uniform and be like, this is my pantsuit now, bitch. <laughs> that's good. That's good for Oh, yeah. Her. When you kill a cop, you can just be, be a cop, right? That's It's like Highlanders. Well, the first, the like number you just one. You put on a cop badge. You're a cop. The number no, one no, prerequisite for being a cop boys. is murdering. So. <laughs> oh, boy. So let's, let's talk about something a little less uh, horrifying. Please. <laughs> this week, uh, it was revealed that recently Elon Musk uh, <laughs> tried... <laughs> Not tried, less horrifying. Uh, he <laughs> d- direct messaged an account on Twitter that was posting oh, his private jets flight logs. And it was some 19-year-old kid who just like... I mean, it's like publicly available information, but it's like you have to like kind of dig for it a little bit. So this kid just made this Twitter bot that just posts every time Elon M- Musk flies on his private jet. He actually does it for multiple, like, rich people and celebrities. Okay, nice. So it's like a whole, he came up with, like, a system, and he has, like, a few accounts. But the Elon Musk account is the most popular. I just think it's worth noting, because, like, I do think it's useful investigative journalism, actually, even, too, potentially, because, like, 
this is the kind of stuff that can help corroborate things like, I don't know, flight logs of a certain dead rich guy. That, Alleg- uh, allegedly dead. That uh, <laughs> who's, uh, who's, who's uh, mistress slash pedophile madam was recently tried in court. Someone like that, their flight logs, you might be able to corroborate some of this information. I don't know. I like the conspiracy theory that uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. He's still alive. (laughs) (laughs) So once again, I would sooner believe that. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you're keeping score out there, (laughs) Herman Cain alive, Jeffrey Epstein alive, the Queen Queen Elizabeth (laughs) dead. Also, what about, okay. What about John McAfee though? Cause I think he's alive. Fuck, anyone can be alive if you say so, except a cop <laughs> whose uniform is being worn by someone else. <laughs> that 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 person is dead. Yeah, once they're wearing their rules. uniform, their their spirit is gone. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Elon Musk, he DM'd this account, this kid who ran this account, and offered him $5,000 to delete the account. Now, Elon said that it was like a security concern. He's like, oh, I'm worried. I'm worried that somebody's going... I don't know how to do an Elon Musk voice. He said he was worried that some wacko was going to show up, like, find his location and show up and kill him. And it's like... But what if the wacko found his location and showed up and just, like, got him the kind of breakfast sandwich he likes? Well, here's the thing. Elon Musk... We're back to friendly stalking. (laughs) Elon Musk, richest man in the world. If you kill him and put his uniform on, you become the richest man in the world. So he's he's got a lot at stake. Um... So the kid. God, I wish that that was how it fucking worked. That would be. Oh, it would make for an interesting reality show. Like every week, somebody else. Jesus Christ! (laughs) This week, tune in to see who kills and becomes the richest man in the world, or richest person. You know, I'm sure. Richest pantsuit in the world. (laughs) Richest lady boss Eminem in the world. Richest indeterminate (laughs) mound of chocolate. So Elon Musk offered this kid $5,000 to delete the account. It's a 19-year-old kid. Amazing response. He replied, what about (laughs) $50,000? And Elon Musk ghosted him. (laughs) Which, like, yeah, this dude's a billionaire. He should pay a half a million dollars for that. Fuck it. Elon Musk should have to pay, like, minimum $500,000 for anything. Like, yeah. If Elon Musk tweeted me a- or messaged me, if he tried to contact me at all, I would I, I would charge a minimum of $10,000, like just to even open it. Like I would want $10,000 just for having received it. I would I would say you can come on the podcast and we can talk about it, okay, Elon? Wait. You he if he tried to contact you, you the payment you would expect would be for him to come on your fucking podcast. No, this is like Andrew, you're like the guy who chooses dinner over the money. (laughs) Yeah, what the (laughs) Would you rather would you rather give five hundred thousand dollars or sit down with Elon Musk for two hours to talk about horse medicine? Look, I've got some questions. If I, I sat ask down Elon with Musk. Elon Musk for two hours, I would learn everything he knows, and then I would make my own <laughs> billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we would finally get to know the answer of the question on everyone's mind, which is: Does my mom think that I am funnier than Elon Musk? 
<laughs> I do want to know. <laughs> Elon Musk, come on the pod. Um, so this week, uh, <laughs> this week we we were treated to one of the most horrifying pieces of media wait, that I. What? Go ahead. Before we jump ahead, can I just get in one more jab at Elon? Sure. Uh, I think that these flight logs are also important because dudes like Elon Musk always lie about like where they live and stuff, mm -hmm. which has been a big controversy recently for Elon Musk because he pretends to live in this really cheap house in Texas. And he's like, yeah, I just live a regular life in Texas. But he's lying. Uh, it's really good to expose this information. I just really want to say that because like we we have to erode these myths that these great men tell about themselves that so many fucking people on Twitter seem to believe. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, Elon Musk, the truth is out there, and we will find it. Elon Musk, I'm not stalking you. I don't... <laughs> Elon Musk, if, for good or don't for be surprised evil. if Deanna shows up with your favorite Starbucks order. So let's move on. This week, we were treated to one of the most horrifying uh, pieces of media that I think I might have ever seen. So Paris Hilton goes on Jimmy Fallon's show, and Jimmy Fallon, at one point... Okay, like, I, it's hard for me to, like, really convey this like this interview looked like it was being conducted like at gunpoint like jimmy fallon was like jimmy fuck fuck both these people first of all but jimmy fallon's all like disheveled and he's like so uh P paris I, I i hear i hear you got an ape and paris hilton is like oh yeah yeah so i uh i heard you talking about your ape and I went on and I got an ape. And then Jimmy Fallon pulls out a picture of this NFT of this fucking ape. And she's like, yeah, so like it's got, you know, it's kind of like me. You know, it's got like the sunglasses and the hat. And Jimmy Fallon pulls out his NFT and he's like, yeah, look at this one. And she's like, yeah, it's wearing a striped shirt. Like, and, you know, this is happening in front of a live audience. So the applause sign is going off, which means like the crowd is cheering at these two, like, like, uncomfortable people talking about these shitty drawings of monkeys as if they were like fine art and status symbols. And it's, it was so off putting to watch these. Everything about these NFTs is like an ever deepening scam. Like here's something I was thinking about. How do you think it's possible that Donald Trump has not done an NFT yet? <laughs> that just he broke Kennedy and I, but we were just <laughs> both like, Ooh. He, he probably uh, just thinks it's too much of a scam even for him. Like the, that's You know, what Donald saying. Trump okay. is a little selective about his scamming. He likes a nice, secure, well-understood scam. I will say this about DJT. He does, he does classic... <laughs> He does classic scams. Yeah. He doesn't get into, like, not the new scams. He's doing the classic fraud. Classic yeah. fraud is, is his lane, and I think... He stays in it, you know? That's what it says on his business card. Donald J. Trump, classic fraudster. Yeah. <laughs> fraudster. <laughs> I hope that someday someone calls me a fraudster. I really, <laughs> really do. God. Yeah, um, but it's like, and, and it's happening more and more. And it's like so clear that anytime a celebrity is tweeting about it, like they're, the, what's in it for them is that they get a fucking huge paycheck to... To just say like, oh yeah, these are good, but like and like you know like Reese Witherspoon or Jimmy Fallon or Paris Hilton, like all these people that are like, yeah, look at this thing I bought. Like that doesn't fucking matter to them. What matters is that they're getting this fucking nice little paycheck to say it, and all this shit with like cryptos and NFTs, like they are so 
the people that like are running the show are tr- throwing so much money at getting big names to just say, yeah, this is a good thing. And I hate to bring the phrase back up, but it's just once again, manufacturing consent. Like they are literally just paying famous people to say, I guess this is a cool look at this little stupid ape guy. I got this is great. And it's, it's, it's wild to see Wait, the famous people are making, I don't not even understand quite frankly who is the scammer who is being scammed what what is the scam here okay so the scam is uh these uh very shitty easy to make pieces of art are selling for like thirty five thousand dollars plus is and, right? and this is dig this and is digital art or? this is digit this is digital art but you get to say that you are the owner of this piece of digital art and there are some platforms like twitter that are trying to add features to cater to these people. They're doing it really poorly, though. Yeah, they like, asked me if I wanted to turn my profile picture into an NFT, and I was like, it's literally my butt. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's uh, you no should one sell else. sell NFTs of your butt, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I hate these... it here. Can I just... <laughs> All I want is some fucking health insurance, okay? <laughs> Like, nope, no healthcare, but NFTs. Stop um, so. giving me what I didn't order, okay? <laughs> so, so these these shitty pieces of art are selling for a lot because of lunacy. Okay, I'm not going to get into how they got so overvalued, but let's just start there, okay? So okay. they're selling for a decent amount of money, and they're selling them to suckers who primarily are like crypto bros who work in tech and made a little bit of money off of crypto and think they're hot shit. Um, and and think that they're investing in something worthwhile by buying these. They're the ones getting scammed. Okay. Ooh, and I then love that. Okay. The the cele- but well, the people scamming them are just as bad. So it's Ugh. just kind of a wash. Uh, in most cases. Uh, so uh, the celebrities where they come in is that okay? So if these things sell for like thirty five thousand dollars a piece. Uh, for $100,000, you can get almost any celebrity to plug your shit for like 30 seconds. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's just facts. Uh, so if you are making that much money off of each of these, scamming them to crypto bros, it's not a huge investment to spend like a quarter of a million dollars getting a couple of celebrities to talk about your shit for five minutes or whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all just like it's all it's like like I said, like manufacturing consent literally applies here because it's all just like paying people that are notable to like sign off on some shit that is still in its root just a fucking scam. It's just like this was I, I've been hearing a lot about how like the ultra rich, the ultra wealthy, like they just don't have enough to do with their money. So like cryptos and nfts in like the like buying land in the metaverse like this is all just something that somebody that's good at computers came up with to like convince rich people like oh you could put your money into this and it's like the the only thing i like about it is that like there was a time when i was younger where i was much more jealous of the trappings of richness mm-hmm. like fancy cars and nice clothes and stuff like that i like those things 
Uh, now it's like they're like, I bought a racist caricature for seventy thousand dollars. I bought a two bedroom, two bath in the metaverse. Like I fucking, I'm not jealous of you. Yeah, at I don't all. want that. Like, take me back to the to the days when like I it was just nice to think about having a Birkin bag. Like, that's all I really want. Once again, stop giving me what I don't want. I want a health insurance and a Birkin bag, not an ape and a condo in the metaverse. Okay? That's it. What if you could get a condo shaped like an ape in the metaverse? You know, there is, there's been a also, lot of. Also, <laughs> no, unless there's a Birkin bag and an active health insurance card in it when I get there. Still, no. Can you even. However, go? I will say that is also like the minimum. Like, if my metaverse house just looks like some like generic suburbs house i'm killing myself i don't even want to live in those places now give me my digital how much to buy a digital box cutter because i'm fucking out of here <laughs> digital suicide by cop uh so there was how much does that cost <laughs> there was uh, one uh, bit of bad pr I, I guess it depends who you ask um maybe not the best pr for nfts this week whenever uh Kyle Rittenhouse announced that he is thinking of starting to get into NFTs. So the other thing about this is that it is like a lot of wealthy people that don't know what to do with their money are buying into this. But because wealthy, like famous people are doing it, that means that stupid people are also doing it because they're like following the trends. And that's how we got to Kyle Rittenhouse being like, I think I need an ape. Um... (laughs) No, it's the other way. He's thinking about launching an NFT. Yeah. Oh, He wants to make the money. Yeah. He wants to turn his butt into an NFT. Yeah. (laughs) I saw this week. along those lines. He was trying to get his gun back that he used to kill people with, and the state said no. (laughs) So justice is served. Uh, Uh, I'll just say quickly, because I don't have much to say about how awful this is. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I'll just say say that... uh, uh, all these fucking fake leftists who were like, Kyle's innocent. You'll see he's just a regular kid who wants to go back to living a normal life. You can fucking eat shit forever. Fuck yeah. yeah. I hate you. Lick it and stick it and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I would like to say that, you know, as we have learned from Alec Baldwin, <laughs> People don't kill people. Guns kill people. So I'm glad that at least Kyle Rittenhouse's gun went to jail. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Let's move on. That was really good. (laughs) Hit a button for me. Come on. (laughs) Anyways. uh, That's a button. (laughs) Do you have a steep degradation kink? That was mean. (laughs) Uh, no comment. So this we oh co- Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Coronavirus, COVID nineteen. My mom is googling so much stuff right now. <laughs> COVID nineteen. Now we talked last week. Omicron has the the wave has crested. We're we're getting out of it, folks. This week is <laughs> only five hundred thousand cases a day. We're doing so much better. We're doing. You know what? Frankly. I think we're doing great. I would take a Birkin bag full of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's, you know, 2,500 deaths. Some people would say that's a lot. Other people would say that's barely even a 9-11. Not even close. And you know what other people would say? Never forget. <laughs> uh, I will say that <laughs> that fucking section of the uh, U.S. Capitol lawn that they put all those flags out, they got to be running out of room. They put up a flag for every COVID death. Got to be running out of room there or something. I don't fucking know. Have they given up on that with like the death reporting given up? No, that's know? that's what Hunter Biden's job is now. That's the only job he can get in Washington, D.C. these days. That's probably up. the only job he could get anywhere. Wait, his job is to put out a little flag for everyone that dies of COVID? Yeah, yeah. You're allowed to show your dick at that job. That's why he got it. Um, <laughs> there are so many jobs you can show your say dick nepotism at. nepotism doesn't work. <laughs> So this week, the um, total number of global vaccinations crossed 10 billion. 10 billion vaccines have been given out, which, of course, is still too soon to say whether or not it's safe. But <laughs> I have a question. What's your question, Deanna? You don't need to raise your hand. <laughs> Are the 10, 10 billion vaccines that were given out... Now, is that counting, like, a first dose, second dose, third dose? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's just 10 billion individual shots. Oh, okay. So, math. All right. I'm so, uh, people ahead. in poor countries, less than 10% of them are vaccinated. A third of the global population still has not yet gotten a single shot. Um, but, you know, Western countries, the ones that own the patents, they, they seem to be doing pretty good. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's fucked. Uh, this week, Sarah Palin tests positive for COVID hours before her defamation suit against the New York Times. Apparently, the New York Times like ran an editorial piece that connected one of Sarah Palin's uh, political action committees to uh, the guy that shot up Gabby Giffords in 2012 or whatever, whenever that happened. Uh, so Sarah Palin is suing the New York Times for defamation, which, honestly, I think she might win. Um but trial can't happen yet because she got COVID the day before it was supposed to start. Now, don't worry. Sarah Palin, big, big time anti-vaxxer. She's not letting a positive COVID diagnosis hold her back. She was seen out eating at two different restaurants in New York City after announcing that she had tested positive for COVID. Uh, the mayor of New York issued a statement that was like, if you or anybody you know has been in close proximity to Sarah Palin, please get tested. <laughs> <laughs> the typhoid mary of our time sarah palin <laughs> honestly couldn't happen to a nicer gal um <laughs> you all right diana i just it's dumbfounding honestly it's it's just the whole spectacle of it sometimes like i want to make jokes but sometimes i just it's overwhelming that's all i was a little uh, it's underwhelming and overwhelming. It's just whelming. I'm whelmed. That the worst, was it. The whelmed week yet. Uh, well, th this this story might might dewhelm you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I doubt that so heavily, but go on. This week, a pirate-themed bar in Seattle sent out a Facebook invite for a party that was called the, quote, Catch the Virus Party. Wrong. <laughs> End quote. It offered discounted admission for COVID positive patrons. <laughs> Earlier today, I told you that I have fun on the Zoom 
when Gravy is sitting behind me and I can look into the camera and pretend that I am a pirate and she is a little <laughs> parrot sitting on my shoulder. And when this story started with pirate stuff, I got so excited. And then when it ended with super spreader, I got sad. Uh, so Apologize. I'm so sorry. Uh, but the guy who owns this bar is not sorry. <laughs> a bunch of the staff quit immediately and a bunch of bands that had scheduled shows canceled their performances. But the owner said that that post was made by a rogue employee who has been fired now. Is it him? Is he the Papa John stepping down <laughs> after he royally fucks up? I want to know how many pizzas this guy ate. Uh, <laughs> I want to know how many pizzas Papa John is up to now. Oh, it's got to be in the thousands. Papa John, come on the pod. Bring pizza. Uh, <laughs> how did we wait? We talked about this the last time I was here. I think I know, that was okay. I really like to bring jokes full circle. If you haven't, <laughs> Deanna, Deanna likes to do callbacks to previous episodes. Yeah, I and like to do. I like it too. I like to do previous punchlines coming back, it, and it rewards the listeners who stick with us. Yeah, and that was the last time you were here, and I remembered. I thought we were having a moment, but apparently, no. I'm just amazed that we are having this moment. That's all. I'm just okay, like, well, damn, I'm, how did we? How I'm, did we actually bring it back to that? Damn, I'm I'm remembering because I'm really fucking Papa good, John. Kennedy, and that's why Andrew <laughs> keeps having me back. Like, no, he's not uh, just inviting me back to be nice to me. No, I will say this moment has been great. Let's move on to a bad moment. Uh, this week on Bill Maher's show, Barry Weiss came on the show and she no. went on a tirade. She said, "I am over." COVID-19. I did everything I needed to do. I was disinfecting my Pringles can. I stayed home. I got the vaccine. And enough is enough. I'm fed up. But this whole attitude is so shitty. Literally, you can do fucking anything right now. You can go to a crowded movie theater without wearing a mask. Anywhere in Pittsburgh, you walk in without a mask, I'm going to say 95% of places won't even fucking say anything to you. Like, you are fucking free. You can't do... There are so few things that you can't do now that you could do before COVID. It's like, what the fuck are these people even talking about? There are no fucking restrictions. It's fr it's a free-for-all. It's like a... Some governors politely asked us to go inside maybe two years ago for we like, felt like two it. weeks. <laughs> maybe. Please, also, maybe. Think about it. Please, maybe. Think about it. <laughs> Yeah, they well they said go stay inside at work. Uh, <laughs> go inside and, with every stranger you know that also goes inside other places. And now there's like three states, and I live in one of them that are like maybe wear a mask, please. That would be cool, maybe. Everyone in Pittsburgh is like, well, I just invited my friend Brittany, who like. Doesn't see anyone except her friends, Brad and Tina. And Tina works from home, but Brad actually is on the receiving end of a glory hole. But he got <laughs> tested three days from last Tuesday, and it was negative. So it seems like it's fine for us to hang out with them. <laughs> and also, we're going to a bar. Yeah, Brad and Tina, come on the bar. <laughs> Brad, Tina, tell us about the glory hole. <laughs> Yeah, so my mom is Googling again. <laughs> no, <laughs> Brad, come on the pod and tell us where the secret glory holes of Pittsburgh are. 
<laughs> sounds like a book, The Secret Glory Holes of Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's the book you're writing. A, a novel by Brad Tina. Um <laughs> That's your that's your pen name. <laughs> that's a good pen name, Brad Tina. People will be like, I don't know what this is. Tina, a last name? What the fuck? It's a it's a nickname for Christina. You got a first name, last name already too. So <laughs> I used to go out with a guy whose last name was Duty. <laughs> Damn, that's rough. Could you imagine if my name was Mr. and Mrs. Duty? <laughs> Do you imagine if my name was Deanna Duty? Fuck. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the wedding DJ presenting you for your first dance. And I am pleased to welcome for the very first time, Mr. and Mrs. Duty. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Mr. and Mrs. Deanna Duty because she's the lady husband. Oh, see, we are good at callback. We are great podcasters. We are great call. We are great callbackers. We're, our- we're great podcasters. Actually, I'm not a great callbacker. If you called me... <laughs> If you're listening right now and you've ever called me, yo, I'm sorry I didn't call you back. <laughs> I thought about it every day for like three months and then I decided it was too late. <laughs> and I still think about it sometimes now before I go to sleep at night. Oh, well, yeah. So, Kennedy, Deanna, I think we're going to do something new here on The Worst Week Yet. Uh, something we have never done before. Fun, 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 fun. Speaking of fun, we are going to play a game. Oh, Now, the rules of the game are simple. What I am going to do is I'm going to read you a direct quote from Donald Trump. And the two of you have to guess what it is referencing. Are we playing against each other or are we playing as a team against the house? Uh, Either or. It uh, the rules are not clear. I have invented this game, and I have not done a very good job. You can't either or that question. <laughs> I'm gonna say you both have to guess. But are we okay. working together, or are we working alone? Like, are we developing a good guess? Are we? You are bantering you are, to you a are, theory, a you, joint theory. No. No, you are okay. against each other. One of you has... I don't know if either of you will get it, but I will, okay. using my okay. own judgment, decide who is closest. Are okay. you ready for the quote? I'm, so- I'm sorry that it has to be like this, <laughs> Deanna. I, I, Andrew... See who gets that belt. I'm not, you're going to have to save this for next week because my mom is not here to be the fair and unbiased judge right now. Oh, shit. Deanna's mom, you can write in. If you determined that our... Uh, the winner I choose was incorrect. You can, there is a process for appeal. Um, it's at patreon.com slash worst week yet. And si- it costs $10 a month. <laughs> Sign up at the $10 a month level and use the username of who you think really won the game. <laughs> she doesn't know what any of that means. I'm going to have to explain all of this in a text message and I'm so mad at you. <laughs> okay. 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 So this is the quote. Are you ready? Yes. I guess. Big news out of Pennsylvania. Great. Hey, put your phone down. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Are you Googling? No, you might I'm not be cheating. Googling anything. Go. <laughs> this is the quote. Hands in the air. <laughs> <laughs> eyes, eyes on your own podcast. This... <laughs> Middle fingers up. <laughs> Big news out of Pennsylvania. Great patriotic spirit is developing at a level that nobody thought possible. What was he referencing? I will repeat it one more time. Big news out of Pennsylvania. Great patriotic spirit is developing at a level that nobody thought possible. Dr. Oz running for Senate. (laughs) Uh, The bridge collapse. (laughs) 
<laughs> Listeners, uh, you can write in with your guests if you pause the podcast now before I give the answer. Um, no this cheating. This is not time effective for them. <laughs> The quote, once again, was big news out of Pennsylvania. Great patriotic spirit is developing at a level that nobody thought possible. And what he was referencing was a state law that allowed mail-in ballots being struck down. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I'm sorry. I was going to have three and a half minutes. There's nothing more patriotic than not everyone voting. Yeah. I was going to have three and a half minutes of silence for our fallen hero, my last brain cell. (laughs) Because when I fucking heard that, it was it that one that was hanging on, just hoping, (laughs) gave up. A level nobody thought possible. You can't vote by mail anymore. (laughs) You know how like in anime, like when people are about to die, the, the like smoke starts rising off their body and it's like their spirit. That's how I've felt this whole time. Like it's just the aura hanging around me like my soul is about to depart at any second it's ready to go i feel like the chair that roman reigns used to beat up seth rollins at in the royal rumble last night or before the royal rumble last night i feel like that is crumbling to bits spoilers for the royal rumble (laughs) um which i can't remember if we already talked about on mic or not so we didn't that was the game. I think I might do this more where I write down Trump quotes and make the guests and co-host guess what they're referencing. It was funny. Kennedy and I that was only got one, to say something we, that's funny. That's the whole game is one quote? Yeah, I just what thought of this. Piss- I literally what? researched this podcast an hour before it starts. Well, why don't I, I you just like type Trump quotes into should... your phone right now and pull some up? And, <laughs> I feel and like we'll a see. game should take longer than the explanation, personally. <laughs> We've been scammed by a fraudster, Kennedy. <laughs> this was like an NFT or something, I think. It's an NFT of a podcast game. We were promised a game and we got one question. Once again, not what I asked for. Oh, We should have also... just teamed up on this, clearly. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, the first time they played football, I don't even think anybody scored a goal. Um, it's, it's a learning process, okay? Hit green button. I didn't like that one. I didn't. What is what is this football nonsense you're talking about? <laughs> the first Super Bowl, they actually played the game on a hillside. They were they really didn't know what they were doing. It takes some time to work out the rules of a game. I will do better Wait, next time. Did they time. actually play None it on that's... a hillside? No. Oh. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> this is worse than the time that I told my friend Gina that Willy Nilly was short for Willicus Nillicus, which was <laughs> The name of a person with really long limbs who was always knocking things over. No, if anything, the the rules of football are Byzantine. This is a game developed by the English. They're like, oi, what? You got to measure every, all the yards. Down in distance. He said, isn't it? Gravy, Uh, edit me out. (laughs) Just me as a whole. Touchdown, governor. No. Let's move on. (laughs) I have some good news. Yeah, this is to like share. A, periodically I just tweet, I would like to retract all of my previous statements. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I ever said. Everything it. I ever said. 
<laughs> I, leave you, I leave you with this NFT of my butt. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, that's going to be, you know what? If you see me post that on Twitter, that's my suicide note. That's the end. <laughs> suicide note NFTs. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> or wait, no, if, if, if I see that, I'm going to assume you've been kidnapped. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I was kidnapped, the NFT would be my boobs. I would never post my boobs. You got to oh, know. Okay. You got to know. That's how you would know it wasn't me. If Deanna posts boobs, just know something is wrong. Send help. Send help. Oh, so I have some good news, actually. We've got some good news here. We're going to talk. There's a couple political stories we've got before we wrap things up. Uh, first, best though, week yet? Best week possibly ever. Mm. <laughs> this week, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi announced that she's running again, baby. She is going back to Congress. Can you believe it? She said she was going to retire in 2018. Then she said she was going to retire in 2020. But, you know, she said one more try. One more try. Nancy Pelosi, she she's still got work to do being a leader earlier, of the Democratic Party. <laughs> earlier today when we were talking about something, oh, maybe it was the Baja Blast. I was thinking about how, like, capitalism is just, like, outdoing itself, trying to insist that the age-old question of whether it's better to burn out or fade away is burnout. Like, Nancy Pelosi is trying to do the same thing. Like, just fade away. Just <laughs> just go. Just shh. Nancy shh. Pelosi's voice is so creepy. Like, she needs to glue her dentures in better or something because every I, time she talks, it's, it's it grosses me out. Like, in... You know, no disrespect to anybody that's got to wear dentures or anything, but like, you you shouldn't be the speaker of the house. Like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't like it. I don't like Nancy Pelosi. She freaks me out. She would Nancy Pelosi would not look out of place if she was in a haunted house. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> like, are, are you saying she looks? I didn't know that's where this is going. To she be looks like a Halloween decoration. Are you saying she looks like a teenager in a costume? What are you getting out here? She's Seven foot tall Home Depot <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Does she look like one of those pairs of chattering teeth that you wind up and it just <laughs> bops around? What do you? That's what she's got in her mouth. That's her NFT. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's NST, NFT is just the chattering dentures. <laughs> no. So I'm I'm willing to compromise either way. We can either put a maximum age on people in office or. We get rid of the minimum age. And if a toddler wins the governorship, <laughs> that's how the people fucking voted, okay? Yeah, boss baby. More like president baby. Give the people what they want. Health insurance, <laughs> a Birkin bag. <laughs> and a baby governor. That's it. If Once a baby <laughs> ran on a Birkin for everyone platform, honestly, I'd vote. I'd vote for that. I wouldn't mail it in because that's... Not patriotic. Well, you know but how I'd the, vote. the pendulum's always swinging in this country. So, like, we've just had our oldest president ever. Now we're going to have a fetus president. Yeah. Not even born yet. The president, the leader of the free world well, has I not yet been because born. Because literally, when the pro life club is like. Look, presidency starts at conception, Deanna. When they're like, your baby. <laughs> Could be the next president. They literally, they mean that. They mean also, that. Also, did you know that to become the president, all you have to do is kill the president and put on the suit? 
<laughs> That's why Hillary won't give Bill the pantsuit. That's why Hillary won't give Bill her pantsuit. I feel like t- describing how to become the president by killing the other president is a great way to have the IRS guy call his NSA guy, buddy. And you know what? It is moments like this that I am glad that nobody listens to this podcast. Wait, wait. <laughs> so wait, Bill had a president suit. Yes. Remember when Hillary was running and Bill looked like someone was like poisoning his food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was her scheme. She was like, you thought you were going to let Monica Lewinsky suck out your soul? No, bitch, it's me. And then she took his suit. I just want to say that that might not be hot sauce in that bottle. Oh, for the record, blowjobs do suck out your soul, save it for marriage, kids. For the <laughs> other record, Monica Lewinsky, no disrespect. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky. No, actually, that's like one of the funniest accounts on Twitter. Yeah, she's great. So, legitimately, uh, let's move on. Speaking of the next Congress, uh, we got a little preview this week of what might be in store. Um, Newt Gingrich was talking about what will happen if the Republicans take back control of Congress in the 2020 uh, midterm elections. And what he described is a process that I think is best described as investigating the investigators. Newt Gingrich said that the priority of the Republican Party, if they take back control of Congress, will be to punish the people that ran the January 6th investigations. So literally, even if Republicans take the Congress back, we're still going to be talking about January 6th because they are going to try and punish the people who were trying to punish the people who did it. And I am fucking here for it. The fucked up part, though, is that like they'll probably succeed in some fashion because they're not spineless. <laughs> that's it. This is the thing that's going to be so messed up is that we all watch the January 6th bullshit happen. There's like a mountain of evidence for who paid for people to be there, mm-hmm. how the cops were in on it, all of these various factors. Uh, and 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 yet the January 6th investigation was done by spineless liberals. So, like, of course, like, it produced, like, basically nothing except for, like, some slaps on the wrist for, like, a guy in an L-cat or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he, on the other hand, the Republicans, they're going to do anything they can, including just straight-up fabricate evidence to try to destroy some folks. And the and Democrats so, are so spineless that they'll let it happen. They'll like, let it happen. Like they'll make deals. Like the, so one of the Republican leaders will go to Nancy Pelosi and be like, "Who do you want to throw under the bus?" Yeah, yeah. And I always think about how whenever uh, Al Franken had that sex scandal, that he like immediately resigned and shit. Or I don't know if it was immediate, but you know he quote unquote did the right thing. And I feel like Democrats point to that a lot, and they're like, "Well, when one of our people gets caught, they they do the right thing." And it's like. That doesn't really matter, though. Like, that that doesn't make the other side start doing the right thing. That just means your side loses more. Like, it's... And also, I mean, but that's just the general, like, that's just the position of the the Democrats in general is like, yeah, we're still pieces of shit, but at least we say we're sorry. Like, that's, that's their entire fucking platform for anything. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's like, so one guy did the right thing ever, and that... <laughs> Also, Al Franken is Jesus. Like, also what's going on? Did the right thing after having been done the wrong thing. exposed for having done the wrong thing. Like, also, he did not do the right thing. Um, the investigation that would have gone on would have been extremely damning and 
ended his chances to have any kind of career revival, such as the one he is currently trying to have as a fucking podcaster. God, they just let anyone make a fucking podcast these days, huh? (laughs) No, I think actually that you're more (laughs) likely to get the Spotify contract if you've done a sex offense. Um, yeah, so back to poly. We have more politics stories to talk about. We are running long, and frankly, listeners, I don't know how any of you make it past 10 minutes of these episodes. I don't know how we make it past 10 minutes. (laughs) Mental illness. This week, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, he issued a response to uh, some criticism his state was facing recently. Now, a number of people after Joe Manchin, you know, stopped Joe Biden from getting a lot of things done. People came after West Virginia. Uh, A lot of people were saying, oh, it's a state full of hicks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bette Midler, in particular, had some scathing words where she said, West Virginia's population is smaller than that of Brooklyn. Uh, And then she called them like rednecks or hicks or some shit. I don't fucking know. But anyways, it's pretty fucking pretty fucking rude way to categorize uh, or to talk about an entire state uh, in response to one corrupt senator that really has, <laughs> I would argue, nothing in common with the average West Virginia per- resident. Uh, but Jim Justice, governor of West Virginia, he took things into his own hands. He clapped back, if you will, to Bette Midler when he was giving this year's state of the state address. He held his... <laughs> He, is, that, is that really what they call it? Yes. I'm during, mad. During this speech, <laughs> Jim Justice, and I'm not making this up, literally <laughs> held his dog up butthole first <laughs> and said to the camera, baby dog tells Bette Midler and all of those out there, kiss her hiney. A sitting governor held his dog's asshole up to a live TV camera. Until Bet Midler to fuck off. You know what? At least if we're gonna fucking burn out instead of fade away, the fireworks are fucking pretty sweet. Yeah, this is great. Oh man, why did he just fucking salt like address that the way that like I would settle an argument with my sister in 1997? What the fuck? This sounds like something that you drunkenly do over a Zoom call with, like, the family members that you just can't stand anymore, not national television. (laughs) You know what? You know what, Aunt Bet? Talk to my dog's butthole, because she's full of shit, and so are you. The only thing that would have made it funnier is if he would have used his hands to, like, start making the butthole talk like an Ace Ventura. That's assault. I mean, I feel like it's all very bad. (laughs) I don't think it's good to be like put like shoving your dog's butthole into a camera, but I guess you're right. It could be worse. Uh, it could it could always be worse. And, and Jim Justice will find the way. <laughs> He's looking in his dog's butthole for it right now. I almost just peed myself. <laughs> that wasn't even that funny. How bad do you know. have to pee? I don't know. It just it almost came out. You I don't know. <laughs> I will finish this fucking podcast over Jim Justice's dog's butthole's dead body. What? This week. <laughs> this week, Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer announced that he will be retiring from the Supreme Court. Uh, now, Stephen Breyer is aged 83. Uh, he's been on the court a while. He's an old man. And he said, you know what? I'm going to give up my seat. Now that we have a 6'3 liberal minority on the court, 
uh, to the point that it really doesn't even matter if one of the three liberals gets replaced anytime soon. Now I'm going to step down. I'm going to do what Ruth Bader Ginsburg couldn't and also too late for it to matter. Uh, <laughs> so Joe Biden gets a Supreme Court pick. This is exciting. Maybe, maybe. No, he gets a nomination pick. Let's say that. Yeah, it's, uh, because it's... you know that the Republicans, I mean, I mean, Susan Collins, who, as we remember, was quick to be like, we got to fill these seats <laughs> when yeah. Trump was in office. We can't be leaving that seat empty. You know, I mean, if a seat, a Supreme Court seat since empty for too long, a ghost gets in it. Um, well, all you have to do to become the next judge is put on the robe. <laughs> exactly. So they got to fill it with somebody they want before someone just finds the robe. Right. Or, and in or, the meantime, I think in the meantime, Nicholas Coney- Cage has <laughs> got the robe and he's traveling around the country, avoiding everybody that's trying to steal it. While being chased by Tom Hanks and an albino <laughs> and also inexplicably the mummy. <laughs> Look, Brendan Fraser's doing fine. No, um, Brendan Fraser is not doing fine. According to the logic that we've put forward on this podcast, I've I've now realized that that means Amy Coney Barrett killed Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Hmm. It really makes you think. Yeah, you're going to need to investigate, and then we're going to need the Republicans to investigate the investigator. Sign up for our bonus episodes where I say something on a podcast that gets me uh, thrown into a CIA black site. I mean, I said that the way to become the president was to kill the other president and put on his suit. So I, I if you're going, I'm also going. If we, we don't have a Patreon, we have a legal defense fund. Listen, I am too, if you're in the government and you're listening, I am too lazy and stupid and sad and overworked to do a kill of anybody, including myself, which is who I would start with. This is not a death threat against the president. Also, one last thing. If you're in the government and listening and your job is that you have to put on a suit and go to work and listen to shitty leftist podcasts, I hope we're one of your favorites. I hope nobody kills you and takes your suit. (laughs) It's a suit nobody wants to wear. Uh (laughs) I don't even want to listen to leftist podcasts and I'm on one. Next week, I'm sending my NFT in my place. <laughs> so, I still don't understand. Here. I still don't understand what it is. So I'm just gonna start pretending that it's like just my proxy that I can just. I like. I feel like NFTs are so stupid that you can just say anything's an NFT. <laughs> oh, good. Because I can be like, been. that's not what an NFT is, and then you can be like, well, what is it? And they can't really explain it, so you win. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's how it's, not everyone needs to have an opinion on it. Or you, just, <laughs> you just you just don't have to you just don't have to post about NFTs. Yeah, not everybody needs to say anything about NFTs. You know, the more we talk about NFTs, the more NFTs there are going to be NFT in. Just let Russia make Ukraine into the into an NFT. It's fine. Look, we are solving global geopolitical crises on the worst week yet. Russia, make the Ukraine an NFT, sell it to Kyle Rittenhouse, who can then turn around and sell it to Elon Musk. Everybody wins. Elon Musk will keep it at his ranch house in Texas. That he totally, totally lives at. This yeah, week... 100%. Uh, <laughs> 
We all stopped talking. Like we were all waiting for just someone, someone to paddle us ashore, and we just let the boats. Oh, help! I'm, I'm, I'm dying over here. <laughs> one, one last thing though, before we move on, um, I think the Democrats are very fucking stupid. If the Republicans were, you know, comfortable and able to to nominate and uh, confirm a Supreme Court justice like five weeks before an election. I don't see any reason why Mitch McConnell won't do everything in his power to try and stop Joe Biden from nominating. And I think it'd be really funny if Stephen Breyer does retire and the Republicans end up getting another Republican in there, which it was a slightly shorter time frame, but they literally did it to Obama. Don't forget. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was whenever Antonin Scalia died. That was like nine months before the election or something. It was a long time before the election. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I could see it because it, you only need one Democrat to flip. And you know who, you know, there's been a lot of, how funny would it be if Joe Manchin is the one that, that does, or either Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, maybe Elizabeth Warren, who knows? If Joe Biden does get a pick, though, it's going to be like a pro-life Democrat. Yep. And he'll be yeah. like, he'll be See, like, the court was leaning too far left. I had to balance it. When the you, rapey guy votes progressive sometimes. Not the rapey guy votes progressive. That's triggering. Okay. I feel, I feel so offended by that content. Um, Deanna's going to uh, record our podcast mid recording of it. <laughs> this podcast is canceled. Um, <laughs> No, but like you saying the rapey guy votes votes left sometimes like that is just the very fucking like the call is coming from inside the house <laughs> moment. Right. Yeah. If Joe Biden is to say that. <laughs> that that actually can't be true. While rapey, Joe Biden does never votes progressive. So that's true. He uh, also can't remember where he put the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I missed when the phone had a cord on it. Speaking of Joe Biden, <laughs> <we> <laughs> I, I miss when you had to spin that little dial. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of our commander in chief, we are going to end with a f just a another once again another segment of what the fuck, Joe Biden. It's, you know, these are coming more and more. Oh, my mom was excited for this part this week. Well, I hope she's still listening an hour and 40 minutes in. Oh, she will be. She doesn't <laughs> sleep. This week, Joe Biden did, I think, my favorite thing he's done since becoming president, uh, where he, under his breath, called a Fox News reporter a stupid son of a bitch. It's pretty fucking dope. I actually love that. Yeah. Now, to be fair, Joe Biden, he's not... He's not smart. Not wrong, maybe. He's not smart or like a good speaker, really, or like that good at politics. But like, but I still moment, don't think that he did this on per. Like, he would not have done this knowing that the the guy could have hurt him. But the fact that he did was awesome. I would like to say that in this moment, and possibly no other moment ever, I relate to Joe Biden. I'm I'm saying let's go, Brandon, un unironically now. Yeah. I've lost. Wait, there's too many. There's too many Brandon layers. Joe, Joe Brandon. Let's go, Brad Tina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I will say, though, you said Joe Biden's not a good speaker, but we've all been tricked into believing that. Go back and watch Joe Biden's speeches from the past. He was always a piece of shit. 
that was voting for the worst things possible, but he actually used to give a pretty good speech. Um, and he has lost that ability. And the people who are pretending that that didn't happen are just like in denial about what's going on. Yeah, Joe Biden like, gets he, up he at like 4 a.m. and goes back to bed at like 10 a.m. And that's his whole day. People are like, he actually has a stutter. You shouldn't talk about it. He's like, no, he sounds like old and dumb. Like it says he's not stuttering at all. He's like, oh, he's like mumbling. He's like, sounds like he's fucking asleep all the time. Right. There's a difference between like mocking somebody for having an impediment or having any kind of like, I don't know, just anything. There's a difference between that and saying like, there has been a marked change in this person that is like trackable over time. Whether like, regardless of what that ultimately points to, you can ob- observe and acknowledge that that change took place. So it's super and when fucking- it's the when it's the leader of your country, you're also allowed to be concerned. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, when this is the same guy that is uh, currently in talks with another nuclear power about whether or not we're going to war, I'm worried about how well he can talk. So, yeah, I don't know. Fuck you, Brandon. Uh, so I did see that this re- he was a Fox News reporter, and uh, I think he was on either Hannity or Tucker or something like later that day where they, the host of that show was like trying to get this guy to be like, isn't this messed up that Joe Biden did this to you? And the reporter, I think his name's Steve Ducey was like, well, actually I got a phone call from president Biden after that happened where he apologized to me. And he said, you know, no hard feelings. And I think that's pretty neat. Like in Tucker or whoever the, it was one of the big Fox News people was like, but isn't it messed up? Isn't it messed up? And the guy was so cucked. He was like, I think it's pretty cool that a president called me personally, actually. So it was very weird. This guy's like not even mad about it, which that was a big shock. I I, I feel like he was like, you know what? I kind of am a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he actually has been waiting. He was like, God, I've been waiting. I've been worried that everyone knew and. I was just waiting for somebody to say it out loud. Like, I, I think he's happy. The pressure is off. He has yeah. a degradation fetish. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. He's like, I never I never imagined in all my life that the president of the United States would indulge my fetish. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Wait. I used to I used to say that uh, Donald Trump had a degradation fetish. <laughs> And that his dom was actually making him like run for president and do all of this so that he would be like mocked and degraded by everyone on the left. Like he would just become a laughing stock. But it was like ultimately like because rich people don't have enough stuff to do with their money. It was ultimately like something he paid a dominatrix to make him do for his own sexual satisfaction from the degradation. I want to write a semi-fictional book where Donald Trump is actually, the entire explanation is that he's been in a years-long game of truth or dare, and he picks dare every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but I feel like we're we're both really on to something here. I really, I think, I think we got a lot of good ideas going on. Kennedy, I definitely feel like if he didn't run for president as a fetish or a dare, it was a bet or something. Like, there's no, 
There's no world where it was actually just like a regular person decision. Yeah, like it had to be. Like as a person who is frequently on some freak shit, I would just like to say that like when Donald Trump ran for president, he was definitely on some freak shit. That's all. Like freak to freak. I know it. I'm going to go further in my direction and say all Donald Trump ever wanted was to be on Impractical Jokers. All Donald Trump ever wanted was some freak shit. He wakes up every day and is like, how did I get here? I was In just- fact, he was probably disappointed. He was probably like, damn, I heard when you're president, you get to do all kinds of freak shit. But he was probably doing better freak shit before all the yeah. president bullshit. He was like, before I became the president, I could just pee on people and bust a nut and mind my own business. <laughs> As we approach the two-hour mark, we are falling uh, rest apart in, piss, in the best Donald way. Donald Trump's sex life. <laughs> and our next what the fuck Joe Biden story. <laughs> this week, Joe Biden uh, planned a nice little visit to Deanna and I's hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where he Joe Biden decided recently that you know he's watching his poll numbers drop. He's seeing that you know he's not able to get a lot of these things done. So Joe Biden decided I need to get out there and tout my accomplishments. You know I need to go out there and sell the good things that I have done in my presidency. So he booked a trip to Pittsburgh where he was going to talk about the the monumentous infrastructure bill. One of the only things. The only major things Joe Biden has done in his presidency, he signed an infrastructure bill. He got it done, Jack. And in honor of Joe Biden coming to Pittsburgh, um, God himself blew up one of our bridges the morning he was on his way. No. Now, here's, here's, what, the, here's what we're covering. Here's what the news is covering up. What really happened is that in Pittsburgh, even our bridges aren't as tough as Republican newscasters and the bridge heard that joe biden called it a son of a bitch and fucking crumbled crumbled so joe biden uh, had to change his plans to apologize to this bridge i'd like to say that that was really good was i didn't great. i actually am great. surprised i didn't know that worked out i i also think it's worth noting that uh, all of this is because of policies that Joe Biden encouraged as president to get the economy back on track. Oh, yeah. Uh, that have been reducing or even getting rid of the weight limits on bridges. Yeah, it was what, three days before this happened? He tweets about how, like, we need to we need to stop regulating these bridges. <laughs> One fucking collapses. It, the fact that I, I listeners, just to clear things up, I don't actually think God blew up the bridge. Um, but again, would make a great sequel to the Da Vinci Code. It's, I do uh, think <laughs> Joe Biden called that bridge a son of a bitch. But I will say that I feel like it was, fa- I'm fairly certain it was after the bridge fell down. Like someone had to have come up to him and been like, President he Biden. De- oh, definitely. He was, they were like, President Biden, we regret to inform you that as you're arriving in Pittsburgh, one of the city's bridges collapsed. And he was probably like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I actually buy that wholeheartedly that yeah. he was he was probably so mad because he literally came here to talk about fucking infrastructure and a bridge fell down and just he didn't Amazing. know that Amazing. he didn't know that he's he came here because he was looking for his cordless phone. <laughs> also, uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. was supposed to come back to life in Pittsburgh that day. The bridge collapsed and totally derailed <laughs> that as well. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I mean, once a major story like that happens, you're not going to come back to life on that day. Um, there, see, I can reference other episodes of Worst Week Yet that I've been on too. <laughs> yeah, it's this is a most this show is by the time we're at like three years in, this show is just going to be entirely callbacks to things that happened two years ago. And there'll frankly, be like one news story. We'll yeah. be like, "Isn't this awful?" <laughs> we'll get isn't to it. This awful. <laughs> but you know what's amazing about that is like. This is not a podcast. Like, sometimes I learn about a podcast and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I'll start listening to this from the very beginning. But even if somebody joined in three years in and wanted to listen to it going forward, I don't, this is not the kind of podcast that you go back and listen to from the beginning. Yeah, like, pe people do that sometimes. Like, they'll, They'll find out I have a podcast because I tell everybody I meet about it. And they'll be like, oh, maybe I'll go back and check. I'm like, D don't do that. You'll don't be listening to old stories. And like getting. Also, you every time we do a callback, we get so excited. We just mention that it's a callback. So you don't even have to listen to the old ones. <laughs> just start anywhere. Start anywhere. Stop sooner than later. Save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> start start therapy uh so joe biden did have some things to say now of course because he was uh inadvertently showing up to a disaster area to talk about uh the success of the thing that just is a disaster uh joe biden came he had some choice words he said uh the idea that we have been so far behind on infrastructure for so many years is just mind-boggling it's Joe knows that it's not right. Like he knows he has to know. Like there are some things that okay. sometimes Joe Biden says, like hey, this is Joe a Biden, surprise. I'm going to tell you a little piece of information that maybe you don't know. Okay. So, and I know you listen to this show, Joe Biden, of course. Uh, so uh, you were the vice president a few years ago, <laughs> <laughs> which is like pretty important office in this country. And at least top usually 10. the vice president knows things that are going on. No, okay? I mean, not That's recently because Mike Pence didn't either. <laughs> I saw a story this week that Mike Pence, apparently Donald Trump hasn't talked to him since January 6th. So funny. <laughs> I wonder if Mike Pence cries and like looks at pictures of them. I wonder if they were Donald never really Trump, friends, though. I wonder if Donald Trump cries and looks at pictures of him. He's like, my, yeah, my, he does. My loyal steward. Mike Pence barely thinks about it. People are like, hey, do you think, uh, you know, Donald Trump will pick you if he runs again? And Mike Pence will be like, oh, yeah, I guess I used to do politics. Hmm. <laughs> See, it feels like a lifetime ago now. Oh, the good old days. Um, Joe Biden also, he had a few more things to say. Now, Pittsburgh has, uh, for the listeners who are uninformed, Pittsburgh has 446 bridges, well, 445 bridges. And of them... 200 are considered structurally structurally deficient. Uh, you know what? Much like the city of Pittsburgh, I wake up to myself and think every day, what are my chances? 50-50. <laughs> I know most days I cross at least like two to two to five bridges yeah. everywhere I go. I feel that I 50, was also going to say I wake up feeling 50% structurally deficient most days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were making the same joke. Yours was just smooth. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mine was 
ribs for extra pleasure. I so <laughs> Joe Biden did say this again, like he's not good at talking. He said, I had no idea Pittsburgh had that many bridges and we're going to fix them all. But both of those statements are insane. Both of them are. Yes. Bonkers. <laughs> First you know of all, what? Joe <laughs> Biden's defense, his mind probably was boggled by that. <laughs> Damn, back when I was a kid, we had one bridge in town. <laughs> and it was fine. And, it was fine. And the white people could use it all day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Joe Biden. Uh, our last story. Why would Joe say that? Why would Joe say that? You know what? We don't actually need to think about it because it's from a bygone era and we've passed it. <laughs> yes, a bygone era of last Friday when he totally said that. Uh <laughs> Our last story in the what the fuck Joe Biden segment. It's our last story of the week, actually. Um, this being, of course, the worst week yet. Uh, this week, Dr. Jill Biden announced that she has adopted a cat. Now, we have not heard any stories about the dogs, the two German shepherds that may or may not still live in the White House. Um, but and we may or may not have pooped on some stuff. Now I will say, uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a big dog expert. I am a I do have a PhD in catology, so I I will say that cats and dogs, you know, the whole thing about their you know mortal enemies usually not true. A lot of times they'll get along. Um, one exception to this will be breed specific in that German shepherds uh, frequently eat cats. That is a thing that happens. Uh, it's happened to two people that I know at different points in their lives. Their dog just randomly ate their cat one day. Um, I don't think that this is something that Joe Biden would look into. However, I need to know what is going on because we don't actually know if the po the oval pawfis like what's going on. What are the dynamics there? Not the oval pawfis. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry that that is a real thing that exists. No. It is Twitter. It's on. It's a Twitter account where they. Oh, so it's not a real. Th that's not a real thing that exists. Twitter is real life. <laughs> yeah. So let me out of here. <laughs> so there's. It's gonna be so great when I finally get a therapist, and then like ninety percent of what I talk to them about is Twitter. <laughs> Wait, I told my psychiatrist. I I had to go into my psychiatrist's office for like a med check. And I, we were just talking about, like, just chatting about what had been going on. And I mentioned this podcast and she asked me like three times to tell her what it was called. And she wrote it down. And I was like, fuck, she's going to change my meds. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, I feel like if you're a therapist and your one of your clients has a podcast, you can just be like, hey, we actually don't need to make any more appointments. I'll just listen to like two episodes that you didn't know I was going to listen to. And I'll figure you out. I'll see where you're at. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. We are praying for you, Willow the cat. Uh, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Joe Biden has a good enough track record for adopting animals that we should feel comfortable with your safety. Um, Is this the first time that there was ever like a White House cat? It's the first time since George Bush had a cat in two thousand in the two thousands. I don't know when. Well, that. We're in the 2000s right now. George Bush had a cat? George Bush was a cat guy. His only redeeming quality, that oh, and his that shoe dodging ability. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't I don't like, like that. knowing that. Like I got yeah. a weird, like a weird tingle about that that made was like kind of like barf. 
I had like a little burp come up. Yeah, it was unsettling. Before that, uh, my root, believe, my, uh, I, my root chakra is out of alignment now. I believe Bill Clinton also had a cat named Socks. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Bill been, Clinton was the cool jazz guy. But that guy makes more president. sense, okay? I can imagine Bill Clinton as a cat guy. Imagining George Bush as a cat guy is just like that causes internal distress. Yeah, it's discordant. <laughs> Hey, Laura, look, um, he's playing with the little ball of, ball of string again. <laughs> I just want to say uh, I, I find this whole cat thing offensive. Uh, the, the midterms are coming up, and they are blatantly pandering to the left once again. I know, right? <laughs> to try <laughs> to get our votes. They're like, hey, we didn't give you health care or student debt relief or pandemic checks or anything, really. But White House cat? Huh? Huh? He's like, okay, our strategy for the election is going to be everything that would be in the middle slice of a Venn diagram of NFTs and memes. (laughs) These internet leftists, they're always posting about their cats. Yeah. Joe Biden's re-election motto is going to be an NFT in every digital wallet. An ape in every pot. I don't fucking know. Joe Biden... What the We're fuck? Sending, they're sending an ape to every household. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like a complicated website you have to go to. Go to. You, they don't send it automatically. You and have to. some people's ape has rabies when it shows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, I don't know. I'm praying for Willow the cat. I'm pr- praying for every bridge in Pittsburgh that remains. Uh praying for all of you. I don't actually know how to pray. I've been to church like three times. It Wait, freaks me out. Can I just say my favorite part of, of Biden coming to Pittsburgh was actually uh, John Fetterman. <laughs> Wearing shorts in the snow. <laughs> yeah, like I just she, I just feel like he was at home with Giselle, his wife, and he was like hey babe, where are my good basketball shorts at? That's why I'm going to wear <laughs> down to meet the president. Hey, breaking news. Breaking news. I just got my four free COVID tests from the government. Oh, shit. Look at that. Just now. He's turning it into an NFT before my eyes. <laughs> I'm turning in. I'm, I'm going to turn these into an NFT. So that Listen. way if people can't get a COVID test, at least they can get an NFT of a COVID test. <laughs> the government is going to send everybody an NFT of a KN95 mask. Holy shit. We are figuring it out. Joe Biden, if you want to win in 2024, call us up. I might answer. Deanna won't call you back. Uh, Kennedy, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a monumental undertaking. Uh, one of our longest episodes yet. I, I'm not looking forward to editing this immediately after hitting. No, I would, I would not be. Stop talking. Kennedy, where do you want to be found next week and all the worst weeks after that? Uh, you just find me on Twitter. I'm basically just like a Twitter spaces artist right now. Ooh. <laughs> uh, like at Kennedy T. Cooper. Um, yeah, I have some projects I'm working on, but like, I don't know. It's been fucked up. It's been a bad time. And I'm just mostly just fucking around on Twitter a lot with my friends. That's the best thing so. you can do sometimes. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we all have this fucking weird little community on Twitter where we all get mad at the same people and then each other the next day. Um, and I'm glad you're a part of it with me. Anyways, <laughs> I think I've run out of steam. <laughs> anyways, 
You can find my ass coming to an NFT near you. Andrew doesn't leave the house, so he'll be here until next Sunday where you can tune in for another episode of The Worst Week Yet. Thanks for listening. We're sure it's probably the last time.